Well, the nice thing about this week is that it didn't hurt as much as past weeks have. Week 9 of the NFL season has officially concluded, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're a Steelers fan, this might be the best week of the whole season because Matt Canada could not embarrass us all with his absolutely anemic offense. The Pittsburgh Steelers were on a bye this past week. Zach and I are going to preview a little bit of the Week 10 matchup against the Saints. We did go over that a lot in last week's ep- one of last week's episodes because last week was a double episode. Uh, so if you want to check out more of our in-depth thoughts, go check out that episode. Uh, so this episode is going to be a lot more centered around just some general midseason reviews. We're going to take a look at the Steelers and where things stand with the Steelers at this point in the season. And we are also going to revise our picks for the AFC and NFC championship games, as well as the Super Bowl. We'll give our regular stock rising and stock fallings, and Zach will conclude with his hot take of the week. So um, we've got a much more expansive episode for you lined up this week, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, two Steelers fans in a pro football world. I am Zach. And I am Dill. And we are here to bring you all of the news from the NFL, USFL, and XFL from a Pittsburgh Steelers fan's perspective. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm just glad that I didn't have to really care about football this week. True. It's nice to be able to sit down and like actually watch games and not care. About- exactly. Uh, it's like I didn't have to almost make a day out of like. Well, you know, I can't plan anything for Sunday night because I might be, like, really depressed that night. So, yeah, like, I didn't have to do that this week. So, like, and friends of mine at college can attest to it. Like, if the Steelers lose, you, you can't really necessarily talk to me that night. So, it's it's, I, a, it's a painful life as a Steelers fan. I reciprocate that. I've had friends tell me that I'm quite miserable after the Steelers. I've had friends who, like, they'll text me on a Sunday. And, like, I'll give such stale responses. And then, like, five minutes after I gave a one-word answer, they'll text me, like, did the Steelers lose? And I'll go, yes, the Steelers. Dude, my girlfriend likes to, like, likes to text me, like, throughout the whole day, which is fine. But there, there will be some days where, like, you know, like Sundays, Steelers lose, and I just don't want to talk to anybody. And, and she'll text me and she'll ask me questions like, are you okay? And I'll text her, like, the Steelers just lost by 28 points. Do, do you honestly think that makes me okay? She's funny. I love her. But it's just like, ugh. But Dude, we didn't my, about that this week. My sweet mate would, like, walk in and he would, like, see me. And he'd be like, are, are, are you okay, buddy? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And he's like, okay. We'll talk tomorrow. I'm like, it's still not going to be okay. And then they bring it up tomorrow and you still don't want to talk about it. Believe exactly. It. But uh, anyway, you know, we, we can't be thinking like that because it didn't happen this week. True. Um, but uh, there were there was a little bit of bad news uh, in the Steelers organization. And it wasn't just that Matt Canada didn't get fired. Um, Chris Boswell is going to be out for two to four weeks. Uh, he hurt himself in a practice. Um I'm like, guys, guys, we get hurt enough in games. Why are we doing this to ourselves in practice? That's nothing. Someone on the Giants, the safety, I think his name is Xavier McKinney. Ooh. Wow, because he broke his hand whilst on vacation. Ooh. He weren't even practicing. I mean, I tell you, like, life happens, and, like, football players, obviously, like, it's, it's, they still are going through life like an average everyday guy, like, outside of football. But it's it's always funny when you see football players getting hurt outside of like games or practices, and you're like, "What? What are you doing?" 
Yeah, that's true. They almost got to put them in a bubble when they're outside of practice. Yeah. But wrap them in bubble wrap. Yeah. But uh, because of the absence of Chris Boswell, um, Sweesom was doing all right. He In that one game where we didn't have Boswell, he, he kicked some quality field goals against Philly. But we replaced him with Matthew Wright. And so for people who don't remember, Matthew Wright actually used to be a Steeler. He was our practice squad uh, slash backup kicker uh, that we would use whenever Boz would get injured. We didn't necessarily have a ton of confidence in him, but he was he was a decent kicker. Uh, ended up floating around the league a little bit. Ended up with Kansas City. And recently, when Harrison Butker was out for a while, uh, Matthew Wright was kicking for them. And be- before Butker would then break this record later in the season, Matthew Wright actually kicked the longest field goal in Chiefs history earlier this season. Nice. Uh, he hit a 59-yarder, which is equal to Boz's long this year. So we got a serviceable, and I'd, I'd argue even better than serviceable, backup for Boswell right now. Um, and that's somebody that, honestly, I mean, we want to keep on for a backup for Yeah, That guy is, like, hardcore. Um, I'm really not worried. I love Boz. Uh, I'm, I'm always going to love Boz, and I'm always going to be 10 times more confident with him on the field. But at least I can feel, you know, pretty easy about having Wright out there kicking and uh, doing his thing because that's that's really not too much of a step down there. Yeah. Um, also, we are going to have TJ Watt back. This is basically confirmed. Finally. Um, yeah, so I, as many as many times as people have been saying it and claiming it, it it's finally going to happen, guys. TJ Watt back. And I believe that's going to make just a huge difference. Um, are we going to go on a winning streak? Probably not. Our second game back is going to be Cincinnati, and they're on fire right now. And they, after the way they lost to us the first time, I doubt they're going to lose to us again. Um, but I, I, I think we're going to win a few more games than people think we're going to. We have a pretty easy end-of-the-year schedule. Um is it going to be enough to bring us out of the losing season category? As much as I hate to say it, probably not. Um, but TJ Watt's going to do his part to try and get us there. Um, we're, look, we're going to keep losing games until we get rid of Matt Canada. It's just it's what's going to happen. And it, it's why all of our trades before the trade deadline weren't necessarily for major players. Um, I mean, William Jackson was, but we can also get, I believe we get a conditional round pick out of it or not a conditional, but like, I believe we also got like a seventh round pick. Yeah. Some late round pick. That's not going to, seventh sounds right, actually. Yeah. Um, So I believe we got that, but we also got the second round pick out of clay or for Claypool. So uh, the organization, the coaches, we all know it's a rebuilding year. We don't necessarily care about the record at this point, even though they're going to say we do. Um, So it's going to make for a really kind of miserable end of the season for the Steelers. But I want to just tell all of our viewers out there, start paying attention to what we do have. Pay attention to what is going right and what's, you know, it's going to be clear to see what's going wrong. Just try not to pay attention to that. Try to pay attention to the fact that we're rebuilding and think about what we can build from. 
like you know, our I've, foundation that we have. I've heard I've heard a lot of people say it, especially during the bye week. Um, the rest of the season, the win loss category doesn't matter as much as how Pickett plays. Exactly, and because that's like, going to be a big part of this next game. But if he's, yeah, if he's throwing game. touchdowns instead of interceptions, like that's what, and even if his interception category ends higher than his touchdown category, which it might, like if by the end of the year he's thrown for like say 25 touchdowns to 26 or 27, even 28 interceptions, that's still a feel good. Like that, you should people should feel good about that, especially for a rookie year. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, if it's like you know, ten touchdowns to twenty six or twenty eight interceptions, then then you might have to worry a little bit. But it's also just it's hard again. It's hard to judge because of Matt Canada and all this stuff. I, but I'm not gonna get into that because I've talked about it way too much on what feels like every single episode. Um, but the most important thing is how Kenny Pickett develops. Because again, if you're showing like all these, like if you're showing flashes of being a franchise quarterback, then we're good. We'll fire Matt Canada over the offseason, get someone new, get some key draft picks, all this junk. Revamp some of the defense because that secondary needs help. Revamp every single line we can find. I'm talking offensive line. I'm talking defensive line. I'm talking coaching line. I'm talking sideline. I'm talking all the, li- all the lines. We're revamping all of them in the offseason. At least we better. So, yeah. But it all depends on how Kenny does for the rest of the year. Yeah, and I do want to uh, just – say a few things to ease the mind of our Steelers fans. Um, First of all, the only other Steelers quarterback to throw for this many interceptions or close to this many interceptions in his first couple games was Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw led us to four Super Bowls. So, again, I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to happen, but history tends to repeat itself. Another person that came in with a terrible record, I think they won three games his rookie year, and he threw for a ridiculous amount of interceptions, Peyton Manning, who is sometimes by you know sensible people regarded as one of, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. He's one of the few quarterbacks that actually gets nods for being the greatest other than Tom Brady. So I'm just saying the interception stat line is not something to necessarily be worried about. Um, And I I mentioned this in the last podcast based off his post-game interviews. If you look at Pickett's post-game interviews, he knows what's going wrong. But somebody asked him, are you going to stop taking shots down the field because of the stat line? He's like, no, of course not. I'm trying to put us in positions to win. And yeah, you know, sometimes it's not working. Sometimes I'm making bad plays and I'm putting or throwing interceptions. He's like, that's my bad but I'm not going to stop trying to make these plays help us win games. That's exactly right. That's how somebody learns. If you, you throw a bunch of interceptions and he's like, all right, I know what not to do for the next season. I know what I need to work on all off season. He's going to come back and hopefully lead us to a lot more, uh, you know, games won a lot more winning seasons and hopefully a couple Super Bowls. So just take this season with, a lot of grains of salt, honestly. And um, ju- just, again, try to pick out some good stuff coming out. Yeah. But, Dil, I, I don't know. I think that's pretty much all I got for, you know, the games coming up because it, it's hard to say, like, you know, each game is necessarily different coming up. They're really not. They're, you're kind of looking at the same things. You know, what can we blame on Matt Canada and what can we blame on, 
everyone else. Um, that's how I'm looking at it, really. Yeah. Um, I I'm of I am of the mindset of I just want to see how Pickett plays. Because yeah. I, and I I've talked to a couple people about this. I would rather the Steelers finish with a top ten pick. Just that, like, because I've been hearing this for a couple of years of this whole like, uh, finish mid or something like that. Finish mid, draft mid, stay mid, and it's like I don't really want to do that. I'd rather take the fall, get the high draft pick. All, all this stuff I've talked about before, but in terms of the rest of the season, I want to see Pickett play well. I want to see the defense get its. This is a family friendly podcast, so I can't say that word. Get its stuff together, I'll say, um, and. Dear Lord, I want to see Matt Canada fired, but I know that third one won't happen. But um, look, if it's a rebuilding year, then I understand why we're not firing him in the year. But it's got to be like literally within two weeks after our season ends, he's got to be gone. That reminds me of the Jets and Adam Gase, honestly. Yeah. Look, if he stays on for one more season, then I might not watch next season. Like, I'm going to. I'm going to be honest, and I will do that as a Steelers fan. Like, I will boycott you until you take him out. Yep. Yeah. But. Um. All right, but I think that concludes – I think uh, that's all i got to say about uh, the Steelers and their upcoming couple of games. So, I, is that – are, are you content as well, my friend? I am. Well, not necessarily content with the Steelers season, but I'm content with what we've talked about. Good, good. All right. Um, well, with that being said, I believe it is that time. Let's move into some midseason review. So, I am going to start with my NFC picks. My so for the championship, and this is going to be like spicy hot because of who I have. I'm going to have the Minnesota Vikings at home against Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. That's my NFC championship game. You think of Geno Smith and the Seahawks, really? Listen, Geno Smith is playing out of his mind. It's like he like he said, uh God, I've already forgotten the quote. The NFL like called or something and he didn't write back. I don't know. Someone like wrote oh Oh, he said he said somebody wrote him off, but he didn't write back. I think the NFL wrote the league wrote him off and he didn't write back. He said that the league wrote him off. And he didn't write back. And he clearly meant that because he's been playing like an absolute maniac. Kenneth Walker's a beast. Their defense is not sucking it up like they have in years past. Honestly, the whole Seattle team is just shocking. It's really a Cinderella story. And those tend to be the ones that do the best in playoffs in my uh, NFL watching experience. Um, and then the Minnesota Vikings, sitting at 7-1 and one right now as Minnesota. They've been criticized for having a pretty weak schedule. Um, their biggest win thus far, I believe, is against Miami, who they didn't have Tua. Uh, obviously, Minnesota coming off that scare against Washington last week. But I think the thing that I see with this Minnesota team is they can win pretty and they can win ugly, and they've done it both ways. They've only lost one game thus far. Uh, was that to Detroit? I don't actually, I don't actually remember. But again, they're seven and one right now, so they've proven they can win. They've proven they can do it in more than one ways, in more than one way. So as long as the NFC Championship game isn't being played on Monday night, I think they have a pretty good shot at winning it. In my personal opinion, the big criticism I know is going to be because I don't have the Eagles in the championship game. I honestly picked Seattle over Philadelphia, and 
the reason why is because I've seen this song and dance before of a team that does really, really well in the regular season at firing on all cylinders. I watched it with my Pittsburgh Steelers in 2020. <laughs> and, you know, they obviously just absolutely cracked the band. Solely because it's Philadelphia, I, I kind of see Philly doing the same thing. I see them losing in the divisional, not necessarily the wild card round like the Steelers. I see them losing in the divisional. Lo- who they lose to, probably it's going to end up being Seattle, which, again, I know is shocking. But if I remember correctly, Philly hasn't beaten Seattle in a long time. So that's where that's coming from. Uh, but I think I've talked about my own for a little bit long. Zach, who, who'd you have in that for the NFC? So I, I have two teams that seem honestly pretty obvious. I have the Minnesota Vikings, and I have the Philadelphia Eagles. You went the Philly route. I did go to Philly route. I basically I think, I think went our, opposite of you. I think our brackets kind of look the same. It's just one of us had Seattle winning, the you had Philly winning. Fair, yeah, yeah. And um, look, I I could go into a little bit more of who I have going into the playoffs. Um, I honestly don't think Tampa Bay will go in. I believe Atlanta is actually going to win. That that's not my hot take. Um, it is a hot take, but it's not my hot take. Just a take. I think the Rams are gonna get in there, you know, stuff like that. Uh, the reason why I pick Philly and Minnesota is not because I necessarily think they're two Super Bowl caliber teams, but most of your Super Bowl caliber teams are all in the AFC this year. I, I really just don't think the NFC playoffs are going to be that competitive. I definitely agree, though. I think the Seahawks are somebody that not a lot of people are thinking of. And I could definitely see that being the best game in the playoffs before the NFC championship game, at least on the NFC side. Um, Seattle and, like, whether they face uh, Philadelphia or whether they face Minnesota – I think that's going to be a really good game either way. Most likely, they probably face Philadelphia, and I think it's going to come down to a last-minute score. The biggest thing is I don't always trust Seattle's defense. Um, their passing defense is really good. Their their backfield has gotten so much better. But their run defense is still not it, and I feel like that's going to be a big weakness against Jalen Hurts, uh, a quarterback that can really run. And that's just why I'm not going to bet on Seattle this year. I like Seattle. Everybody who follows this podcast knows I'm a fan of Seattle when I'm not rooting for the Steelers at that precise moment. So it's it's hard for me to say, but I, I do believe Philly's going to get it done. Um, but yeah, I, I will agree. Philly and Minnesota both have really easy schedules this year. So, it, like, yes, they're, they both do possess incredible teams barely talking about enough especially with regards to minnesota but don't go out and say that these are some of the best teams we've seen like in the last couple of years because of their record because they're really not um but they are the best teams in the nfc true um i think it is time though to move into our afc championship games um so mine in the past was the Bills and the Chargers. I'm keeping one of those teams. Take a guess at who. 
Uh, of course, I'm keeping the Bills. The Bills are going to go to the AFC Championship this game or AFC Championship game this year. Um, and you know what? They are going to go against somebody from the AFC West. They're going to go against the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I know I'm picking the basic route, but look, the Bills are going to have some hard-fought games in the playoffs. One of them. Actually, no, I can't say that. I'm going to save that for uh, the hot take. But they're going to have some hard-fought games in these playoffs, uh, most of them probably coming down to a score. I just can't bet against Josh Allen at this moment. Um, I know he just lost to the Jets, but all, all these good teams have, you know, miscues every once in a while. And Josh Allen has been to the playoffs his last three seasons. And this man is hungry for a win, and he's hungry for a ring. And if you watch him play, he he is the MVP this year. Um, I, I just I think he's going to get there. And right now, I'm not a huge fan of the Kansas City defense, but man, Patrick Mahomes is playing better than ever. I, I'm going to say that. And the reason why I can say that is p- because he doesn't have Tyreek Hill and he's still making plays that he's been making over the past, like, you know, five, six years. The fact that he's able to do that without having somebody who is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, he's now doing it with people who probably wouldn't necessarily get first or, like, top wide receiver jobs other places in the NFL. Like, Juju, I I like Juju. I like them with the Steelers, but... Let's be honest, he's not a number one wide receiver in the NFL. So the fact that Patrick Mahomes is able to do this with the talent that he has, I, I think that Mahomes is going to get them to the AFC Championship game, and we're going to have something similar to like we had in the Divisional, and it's it's going to be one of the best games of the year. But what do you, what do you got for the AFC? <sighs> I had to think long and hard about this one because – my original pick, the one I made at the beginning of the year, was also Bills Chargers with Chargers upsetting the Bills, going to the Super Bowl and winning it. Times have changed in this league. And I had to think about a couple teams. I thought about the Jets. They're 6-3 and three right now, and they look pretty good. I thought about Miami. They just got to a back. That offense is going to go insane. I thought about Tennessee. I thought about – I don't – I just – with Tennessee, I don't trust their wide receivers. My pick for the AFC Championship, and I'm going to get shot for this. Team one, Buffalo Bills, obviously. No one's stopping them from going to the championship game. Here's my other one. I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens. Whoa. Whoa. I think it's going to be Buffalo and Baltimore in the AFC Championship game this year. Let me tell you why. Guys, guys, we might have to do the podcast without Dill from now. On. I don't know <laughs> no, if listen, I can listen, 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 listen. First of all, looking at the Ravens' schedule the rest of the way, it's like it's not hard. They play the Steelers twice, which those should be wins for them. They play the Panthers. They play the Jags, the Broncos, the Falcons, Browns, and Ravens or Browns and Bengals might give them a little bit of trouble, but otherwise, they should win most of those games. So that's going to give them really high seeding to begin with. So. Do I trust them to win 
a wild card game. Yes, I trust Baltimore to win a wild card game. I don't think that's too out of the question. But I trust them to win a divisional game. This one depends more on who they end up playing. I don't because I don't think they're going to end up playing Kansas City. I think they're going to be end up playing the low uh, some a seed lower than Kansas City. Um, ideally, I think it would be someone like oh, be a wild card. So it honestly probably end up being someone like the Chargers or the Dolphins or the Jets. So, do I trust Baltimore to beat any of those three teams? Yeah, I mean, because really. Buffalo would do that heavy lifting, right? Buffalo would get the first round by and then beat Kansas City in the divisional round to get to the championship game in the first place. And then Baltimore would just get the easy the easy path down there. So that's the reason. It's, it's not just – I'm not hating. I'm not, you know, I'm not a Ravens fan in disguise. I'm just saying I think that the path for, to the AFC championship game, as long as they don't, like, blast their feet open with bazookas – I think they'll be all right, and I think they have a really good shot to make it to the championship game. Wow, I know. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm like a little hurt right now, but I yeah, I'm the one that said it. You don't think it hurt me to say it? I just they're look, man. They're six and three right now. They're not gonna lose very much. Look, they don't have to play any playoff caliber teams outside of the Bengals, and uh, even then, they should beat the Bengals. I don't see why they wouldn't. Unfortunate, but fair. Um, but we just went over our championship teams. Let's see who we think is going to win. So, um, Dill, do you want to go first or should I take it? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. So at first glance, you might think he's going to pick Clash of the Purples, right? He's going to be Baltimore and Minnesota. That'd be a terrible Super Bowl, by the way. It would be awful. One purple is going to make it. And it ain't going to be Baltimore. That's right. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl this year. A clash of two teams who have never won a Lombardi in their existence. Well, wait, 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 wait. Not even that. The two teams with the worst Super Bowl luck of all time. Yep. I think they're both 0-4 in the Super Bowl. They are. It's really, really sad. So someone... We We beat the Vikings in one of their most promising Super Bowls. Yep. So, which team is going to break that streak? Yeah, I'm going to be boring. I'm going to take Buffalo. Buffalo is probably going to win it all this year. I would be very shocked if they don't at least make it there. Super Bowls in general are always a toss-up because you never know who's going to bring their A game, who isn't. Sometimes Some people go into Super Bowls with the mentality of like, oh, this should be a blowout, right? So, anything could happen. Having said that, I think this Bills team, provided Josh Allen is 100%, I think they're built to win this year, especially if they sign someone like OBJ. I I don't really think there's a way that they can lose it this year. It's fair. Yeah, you're just glad I didn't pick Baltimore to go to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm really – I was honestly scared. I'm going to be honest. Um, I think they could eventually. Baltimore will probably make it to one eventually. Yeah. Lamar, Lamar, Jack- Lamar Jackson's not going to go his whole career without having at least one Super Bowl appearance. Appearance, I'll give you that, yeah. It depends on – because, like, he could win one if the competition is weak. Like, if he's going against someone like um, – I would say the Giants, but the Giants beat them this year. <laughs> uh, like, someone like – like, I don't know, freaking Dallas. Like, if it was a Baltimore-Dallas – like, if this year – if this year was a 
Baltimore Dallas Super Bowl, I would take Baltimore, but it won't be there. No. Um, interesting, interesting. Uh, <laughs> you said you're gonna be boring though. I'm gonna actually be really boring. Um give me the Bills and the Eagles. It's picking the two best teams. I'm picking the do the two best teams, but not even because they're the two best teams. Um, that's that's kind of why I picked the Eagles. I I just have trouble trusting anybody else in the NFC to beat them. Um, look, Seattle could come out of nowhere. Minnesota could do something, but I'm I really don't trust Kirk Cousins in the playoffs. I'm sorry. I think he's playing out of his mind this year. I just I, I think he's gonna make it to the AFC championship or NFC championship game for the first time in his career. I don't think he's gonna get past that. Um the Eagles have had a really easy record or really easy schedule, but they also have AJ Brown, who has been one of the best wide receivers in the past, you know, five years. They have Jalen Hurts, who is a legit MVP candidate. They have um, an incredible O-line. Uh, Darius Slay and that defense have probably the best backfield in the league right now. And they still have Hargrave and Cox and Brandon Graham. I believe they still have Brandon Graham on that defensive line. That's just been an absolute force. So, I mean, on paper, they're an amazing team. In reality, defeated. So I'm having trouble picking anybody else in the NFC who really everybody else in the NFC is either looked, you know, pretty decent or just lackluster. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles because it's not just because it's a safe option, but because it makes um, the Bills. Look, I've been saying it from the beginning of the year. The Bills are the best team in the NFL. And not even that. Everybody on this team wants to win. They were basically robbed of a Super Bowl win last year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be straight. If they got the ball at the beginning of that overtime period against Kansas City, the Bills would have won the Super Bowl. I, I'm going to go as far as to say it. They would have beaten the Bengals, and they would have beaten the Rams. So, yeah, after getting cheated out of this win that was rightfully theirs last year, I will not doubt that the Bills will go back to the Super Bowl and win. Or not back to the Super I guess, well, they made it there four times in a row and then lost. But the Bills will go to the Super Bowl and they're, they're going to win. So that's my pick on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to bet against the Bills this year. It's It might be safe, but I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that bets against the Bills. I think anyone who does is stupid. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, so those are our championship and Super Bowl picks. Not as much change as I thought it would, although I think you had Minnesota in the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. I might be wrong, though. Um, no, I had Rams versus Bills. Oh, did you? I did. I, oh, no, you picked the Vikings to win the NFC North. What am I yeah. saying? I don't know. I mean, the way that the Packers are sliding, it's – oh, boy. But speaking of teams that are sliding, it is that time of the week. 
Zach and I are about to give our stock risings and stock fallings. We're going to start out with stock rising. The New York Jets coming off a massive win against Buffalo and a tight one, too. It was not easy for them. Um, Zach Wilson looked great. The defense looked surprisingly good. Uh, Sauce Gardner got, like, absolutely shredded on the first play of the game. But after that, he was he played pretty well. So that defense is no joke. Next is the Tennessee Titans, even though they lost, because I know a lot of people are going to hammer them because they lost. Um, they put up a good fight with a backup quarterback against Patrick Mahomes and one of the best offenses in football. And frankly, the officiating was not on their side on Sunday night. <laughs> I watched Travis Kelsey practically drag a man into the next county, and somehow the man getting dragged was flagged for holding. So I don't really know how that works. But, oh, well, say la vie. And our third stock rising team this week is the Chicago Bears, another team that lost. And you might be thinking, why? Why put them on stock rising even if though they lost? 178 rushing yards. Yes, but more than that, it's it's this was Justin Fields' breakout game. And we were saying at the beginning of the episode how the rest of the season didn't matter for the Steelers as long as Kenny Pickett played well. I think the Bears are of a similar mindset right now. Like, it doesn't matter what happens the rest of the season as long as Justin Fields proves that he's the guy. If anything was going to prove that he was the guy, it would be throwing for three touchdowns and rushing for one against um, the Miami Dolphins defense, which is a very good defense. Um, and even that, the Bears also kind of got robbed of a chance to win that game because there's a very obvious DPI on Chase Claypool that didn't get called. So... Um, but even again, winning or losing, it doesn't matter. What matters is that Justin Fields absolutely shredded. He was insane. And I think he proved to a lot of people in Chicago that he is in fact the guy. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, also just four total touchdowns is, it's ridiculous. And they've been, they've been playing decent football this season. Not amazing because, I mean, they only have three wins. But they're a team that I, I would argue is definitely better than their record shows. Um, I think it's it's coming down to just minor mistakes that you're going to be able to fix very easily in the offseason. Um, but I think, you know, they – you know, we pretty much summed up the stock rising pretty well. I don't think we need to really sit on most of those. Um, I'm just, I the Jets are legitimately scary. They're they're a dangerous team. So that that's the only thing I wanted to say on there. I think it's time to get into the stock falling. Um, some of these are going to be very shocking to some people. Uh, some of them won't. Uh, the Raiders. You're like, well, they, you know, they have two wins. How could they fall anymore? Well, th- we didn't think it was possible until they blew a 17-point lead to Jacksonville, of all teams. You you have a team that can somehow not rally to save their life, and yet somehow they rallied back from a 17-point deficit to kick your guys' butt. So, yeah, the Raiders... I mean, if you're going to lose in that fashion to Jacksonville, you're falling. That's just what is going to happen. Um, the Bills. Look, I still – I'm yeah, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. But, man, you lost to the Jets. And, yes, we just talked about how the Jets are legitimately scary. But they're still the Jets. 
it's not just about that either. The big thing, the reason that I wanted him on here is because Josh Allen's hurt, and we don't know what the status of that's going to be. That's fair. He is still day-to-day at the moment, according to head coach Sean McDermott. And if the, you don't have Josh Allen, you, you might win a couple games. You're not going to win this game against Minnesota. It's not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, that I agree. That's definitely something dangerous. Um, but the last one is the Rams. I believe we've had them on stock falling before. But, man, you just lost to Tampa Bay. And say what you want. Yeah, Tampa Bay's got Mike Evans and they've got Tom Brady. I'm like, yeah, but guess what? They suck. I'm talking about Tampa Bay, a team that lost to the Steelers and the Panthers. And you're going to sit here and tell me that they're a decent team? Bro, I could go out there in a freaking, I don't know, like high heels and an eye patch and probably still beat the Panthers and the Steelers. Okay? Tampa Bay is not good. The Rams losing to them after holding them to no touchdowns over the first 59 minutes and then somehow still losing the game, that's just bad football. But, look, say say what you want. You know, they still have a decent roster, but they're just – they're not putting anything together. And so they're they're back on the stock falling list. Dill, anything to add on here? The Rams are imploding. It's a really, really, really nasty Super Bowl hangover. Um, they're, what, three and five right now, I think? That's something. So. A former Super Bowl favorite. For a former Super Bowl champion. What am I even saying? Favorite. How about a Super Bowl champion? Um. But anyway, with that being said, Zach, I believe it is that time. You have a hot take this week, and I've heard it's it's a decently spicy one, if I remember correctly. Well, yes, uh, Dill, I still have not told you it, but it's uh, no. But you told me it was like it was kind of, you know. That is true. It it's an interesting one. My prediction is that the Jets. We'll win one playoff game. You're like, oh, oh, whoa, oh, wow, wow, really big. Oh, I'm not done. They're going to play the Bills in the divisional round. Mm. The Bills and the Jets will tie the game at the end of regulation at 42 to 42 and subsequently go into overtime where the defenses will lock up and it'll go three drives until the Bills will eventually beat them. I'm planning it all out, man. Um, Y'all might say 42 to 42. These teams, these defensive teams, well, look, the Bills are explosive. It's just fact. But the Jets... A lot of people are talking about their defense. Their offense has been putting up some monster points here. And this is a team that they're starting to figure out the weaknesses of their other teams. And um, I don't know, Zach Wilson has a newfound confidence that is like 
it's it's bringing them the wins. So I yes, you know what I, I I'm gonna make it a conditional one. I think it could be 42 to 42. It could just as easily be a 17 to 17 go into the uh, overtime. But I'm I'm going to go out and say that this game is going to go into overtime. It's going to end with a Bills victory, but it's going to go into overtime because the Jets are legit. They are legit. But, yes, the Jets are a legit team. And also, they just have a history with the Bills. I think that's why it's going to be such a good game. Um, but yeah, that's that's the hot take for this week. Not not too much to you know kind of dive into, but yeah, I think the Jets and the Bills probably going to be one of the best games, if not the best game of the playoffs. But let me know what you guys think. If you agree or if you disagree, let us know what you guys think about our Super Bowl picks and our uh, AFC Championship, NFC Championship picks, and let us know what you guys think or who you guys think will win the Super Bowl this year. But uh, that is it for the podcast today. Um, Hopefully the Steelers get a little bit back on track. But we are going to end the podcast the way that Steelers fans end every day. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go.